This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we talk about non-monogamy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So highly anticipated. I feel like every single time we talk about non-monogamy, we just get so, an influx of people wanting to know more. Non-monogamy is such a hot topic at the moment. So it is, um, it's it's everywhere. You, you're seeing like uh-huh. couples and poly relationships and depending on what app you use, you see a hell of a lot like me and my girlfriend are looking for a partner to play with. Um, exactly. And non-monogamy is really the umbrella term for everything that isn't monogamous. So I wonder if you could go as far as to say that non-monogamy is in fashion. You probably could, yeah. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it a trend? Like how the kink scene was. The kink scene's yes. been in fashion. Um, threesomes, <gasps> feet have been in fashion. There was a while where you saw like loads of music videos and there was like feet yeah. and all the celebrities. Oh, and there's obviously it. like all these like Netflix shows that have like polyamorous relationships or like open relationships. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's becoming more mainstream and it is yeah really fucking is in fashion but i guess before we get into what we give a fuck about today what have you been up to reed oh, it's been so long since i spoke to you <laughs> uh i mean actually not a fat lot since i broke my foot that's kind of like put uh breaks on me getting fucked diddly up down so did, did have we even spoken about that on the podcast i don't think so, so have we I don't think we have. Oh, so shit. what actually happened? Because it was on, it was kind of, you know, it's it's actually relevant because you were on your way to a date. I was literally on my way to a field date, yeah. Field date, yeah. not like field as in the dating app field, not field as in like, I'm on the field. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm on a field. <laughs> I was thinking like, yeah, let's like war. Um, <laughs> field date, yes. <laughs> First line is. Reenactment uh, it, I mean, it, it really literally felt like that uh, because of breaking my foot, so... <laughs> You were in the wars. I had just been in the park with my mate hanging out and on my way to a field date, which was going to be great. We were just going to meet up, have a drink, go back to his and fuck. And that's what both of us wanted. And yeah. we were, he was into the same stuff as me, like really into like uh, uh, CNC, which is consensual, non-consensual play. So I was like really excited for it. He looked really fit. I was like, cool. Um, and then on the way down into Waterloo Station, as you get through those steps, like past the escalators, through the steps to go to the Northern Line, um, I just slipped on the stairs in my sandal. So it was my sweaty foot slipping Ooh. in my sandal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, we all know that feeling oh. so, so well. And normally you're just like, <gasps> that's close. But no, I fully went arse over tit all the way down the fucking stairs. Uh, okay, well, that was an exaggeration. It was halfway down the stairs. Um, Still, and falling down the stairs is not fun. No, it was terrifying. I shot myself. Um, and not yeah. literally this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time. Um, and landed on my foot badly on the way down. Scraped up my shin. <laughs> Broke my nail and my, my fingernail and my toenail. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine if I fell down, I'd like break every single nail. Every and nail would no, go. I'd have no fingernails left. <laughs> That's not something to laugh at, but it's a hilarious thought. Um, and then I still hobbled. And like a couple of people did stop and help me, bless them. They were really sweet. There was one guy and he was like, I'm so Aww. sorry, I have to go, but are you okay? And then there was another girl that's like, do you want to use my shoulder to, to walk down? And I was just like in Aww. shock. But I ended up 
hobbling You're like no get away get away from That's, me covid i know i literally oh. was like covid but i was like i cannot put any weight on my foot how am i gonna get down no. the stairs so yeah, yeah. It, i think you know in those circumstances and i would say to everyone everyone if if you see anyone fall over anyone fall off their bike anyone have an accident like that go and talk to them and see yeah. if they're okay and also talk to them afterwards a little bit as well not mm-hmm. you know unless you've got somewhere to be but just sit there and normalize it and make a joke out of it because people are generally in shock and they're just a bit like what the fuck has just happened <laughs> what happened to um, me? especially because i just thought oh shit i've sprained it i'll carry on going to the date so i i, I went from i can't believe you actually went to the date after <laughs> this that's how much the thirst was there you are a trooper <laughs> told you man it was a field day i was on the front line <laughs> for every vag and cock out there so like, you did did take, you take one of the team did you end up shagging or was the pain all too much the pain was too much i got there we had a chat he opened a beer and i used my beer to put on my foot and I was just like, look, I'm sorry, I'm not in the headspace for this at all. Um, so I ended up getting a cab home and then going to the hospital the next day. Because he was convincing me. He was like, it's not broken, it's not broken, it's just sprains, just sprained. You never would expect it to be broken. You just never no. would think like, oh, I've literally just fell down the stairs and broken my foot. I didn't think it was, I, I mean, I've been, it. I've, I've never, I was like, there's something wrong. I was like, it doesn't feel like a sprain, but it might be a sprain. I am a pussy. Yeah. Like, I'm so dramatic, drama queen, pathetic. I'm just like, <laughs> this is really going to put a spanner in the works to all your sexual activities, isn't it? That's exactly what's happened. For the past week, Aww. I've just like not had, I've not even had a libido. My libido's completely dropped off. Oh, it wow. could be a number of other reasons, like my period's coming up or mm-hmm. the weather, it's been really hot here. Um, Oof, and that's yeah, kind of put a, put a spanner in the works but yeah other than that I'm just like well how am I going to travel to to get fucked like I don't understand I, will, oh, I had a date tonight and I've had to cancel and I'm really sad about it because I'm just so scared about my foot or knocking my foot or not even being you a, won't be like, able to be fully free yeah, in your mind relaxed basically. present which really sucks because it would be great to get yeah. fucking dirty and down but anyway enough about my broken mm. foot because I've milked it all this week how about you <laughs> Florence what's been going on in your life not much, really. Um, I'm sitting here with my duvet behind me to see if it makes my sound better, mm. but it's like my cum-stained duvet. I don't How know if you can apt. see it. Can you see it? I can't no. see any cum stains. <laughs> well, it has got a lot of them. But I have seen them. <laughs> I have seen them in the past. Those bed sheets. We both have the same bed sheets because we fell in love with them. <laughs> and the they stains are not okay, on my bed. The stains. Bed, bamboo really bed okay. sheets, guys. Bamboo bed sheets. The way of the future. The way of they like comfortable are- sleeping so soft we need to get a bed sheets um sponsor because that would be so good obviously like your bed is where you have like your sex i've basically thrown away my other sheets like i've I've got like egyptian cotton sheets and shit and i don't use them anymore it's all bamboo like all of them are bamboo they're just so fucking good and eco-friendly which is lovely depending on where you get them from don't get them from china (laughs) i had sex this morning actually and last night how oh, did you very nice how's yeah. the vag what's she saying um she's good actually although because i'm like just about to be on my period i feel so bloated and it's mm-hmm. like a fucking heat wave here so i'm bloated i'm hot sweaty i feel just like i feel like my whole body is like swollen and i just feel so unattractive but i still was just horny and i needed to get well needed to get late so can't help yourself it just has to happen needs must needs exactly must. and i went for a week without sex because i went 
to Devon last week with my mum, my sister. Very nice. A week without sex and without masturbation. Oh yeah, without masturbation, fuck me. I was like, we without sex people can do that. We've done longer than that, Florence. We've done like three or four months in our relationships. Yeah. (laughs) But a week without masturbation. (laughs) Relationships. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, A week without masturbation. That is torture. Yeah, I am like fully sweating here. I can see like my face glistening for everyone that's watching this on YouTube. This is just uh, my look right now. But I feel like maybe I don't really have that much to say about the sex. It was was great. It was great as always. always. Um, So shall we start talking about what we give a fuck about today? What do we give a fuck about? Oh shit, I fucked that up. Yeah, you really (laughs) fucked that up. No, no, I fucked. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you fucked up. No, you fucked up. You know, I, yeah, you. Um... (laughs) Um, non-monogamy non-monogamy one of our favourite subjects yes we talk about this a lot we do I'm worried about calling it in fashion but it is unfortunately but I think a lot of people hate the term or would hate the hearing that it's in fashion we don't mean it's like (laughs) fashionable and cool to do so but we do mean that it's talked about more it's it's in the mainstream at the moment I think what's happening is that there's like a social consciousness Mm -hmm. of like decisions to tread start treading away from the structure that society has laid out for our relationships yeah and like we're all finally like getting to that point where we're like oh right we don't actually need to like get married at a certain age we don't need to stay like we need to we don't need to fall in love with one person and stay with that one person for the rest of our lives we're all just getting a little bit more clued into the fact that relationships can be whatever we want them to be right happily ever after was bullshit that disney created because of their christian values their religious values and actually i mean a lot of it is religion and it's capitalism as well like it's fully capitalism like the american dream like the the family structure the wife stays at home the man works traditional values it's just uh, and yeah you're right it it stopped thing is it is really religious but it also started with the ownership of land yeah like monogamy and also the protection of women i've heard so they talked about marriage in that and they you know they made the rule up where it's like you basically can't fuck other people outside your marriage yeah was it adultery oh no wait that that might be religious but they it was to do like with the protection of young women who were unfortunately getting non-consensually fucked by all loads of other people um and with marriage it was only non-consensually fucked by one person so you sold off your daughter to that person they got married and they just got to non-consensually fuck her instead yeah i mean medieval times man (laughs) the thing is the concept of marriage and the concept of like monogamy can be so beautiful and i think it does actually work for a lot of people we are not penalizing anyone who loves that dream who wants like the one person living with them for the rest of their life and wants the marriage that's absolutely fine if it works for you but most of the time it doesn't work for people even if they want that and then that's when you get like disappointment and hurt and and the idea of a breakup is just so devastating well it's like it's it sets the breakup as a failure and that's just not what a breakup should be no a breakup is um it should be a good new start for both people in the Mm. relationship the progression of life and learning exactly. about yourselves and, and like learning excited about yourself like a new mm-hmm. new chapters for yourself because like otherwise life would be yeah it could be more but, uh, 
I guess it's it's interesting because I definitely I, I say that I'm non-monogamous, but I'm definitely more on the monogamous side mm-hmm. of non-monogamy for sure. Like I've been with my partner, well, if you if you like count from when we first started seeing each other, it's like over a year, and. I haven't, like, whilst being with him, I haven't felt the urge to go fuck other people. I just, I'm not really that bothered. But I like the idea of there being an option there. So, like, say I went on holiday, like, if we, me and you went to LA or whatever, and I was like, oh my God, those are sexy Americans, please. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be, you know what? One of the, my main reasons for wanting to be non-monogamous in this way is when we went to hedonism in Jamaica and I was in my monogamous relationship you got to like explore with so many other people Mm -hmm. and you like really got to like have the experience of like the sex party the sex resort and I really wanted to get involved when I was there yeah and it didn't mean that I loved my partner any less it was just like I want to experience all these sexy things and Mm -hmm. like it doesn't it's just sex it was a completely different thing to my relationship but I and I, I didn't do anything because I was respecting the relationship and I didn't want to cheat on him obviously we had discussed what I was allowed to do before I went and it was like basically nothing yeah you can can masturbate you can watch (laughs) (laughs) okay you can watch you can watch um and I don't want that situation again I don't want to ask to be in hedonism in Jamaica or like at another sex party for work or like I don't know I don't want to be in a situation where I can't have fun if I want to have fun Mm. well that's how Thomas and I saw it it was like when we started with the non-monogamy train which was a very slow process it wasn't just straight away we both saw it as like well if there was an opportunity that might not ever come up again why would I why would I want to stand in the way of that for you that's a very exciting life experience you know if you were at a party and an orgy broke out and they were like come and join us I wouldn't want you to be like oh I I really you know I couldn't because what my partner thinks like go for it yeah, that's exactly my thoughts. It's just like, I don't want to ever get in the way of my partner experiencing life. Yeah. Like things, learning new things about themselves, exploring new connections. And I want the ability to have that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's quite magical, really. Magical, just like Disney wanted. <laughs> Right, so let us introduce you to our amazing guest, Poppy. Hi, Hi, Poppy. Poppy. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. So nice to have you on because we, of course, know you from Self and More and you just being an incredible person online yeah. and in the non-monogamy community. So we oh, just had to yes. have you on. You are the perfect person to come onto this episode, to be honest. I am quite the ethical slut, so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I love, absolutely love. So in your words, can you talk to us about non-monogamy? Like, how would you define non-monogamy as as a whole? Mm, oh my God, that is such a big question, isn't it? Because it's so broad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. That's so broad. <laughs> you know, thought I'd make it, thought I'd make it like really, yeah, really easy for you, you know? <laughs> Thanks, really. <laughs> it's such an interesting topic because everyone who exists within non-monogamy does it in a completely different way. And one person's definition of it, someone else would be like, no, that's not what it is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, I've been non-monogamous for about six or seven years. And over time, that's developed from just being... Wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's quite a while now. Um, 
and it's developed from that is a really long time <laughs> i know it's weird it's weird because that's how long i've been with my current partner and well we've been together about eight years now oh. and you know when you look at that and you think god i'd never be a person who's in a relationship for eight years and then suddenly you are <laughs> and it's very confusing yeah <laughs> maybe because you're non-monogamous <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's why Thomas and I were together for so long because the non-monogamy thing ended up where my needs weren't being met, I could yeah, get them elsewhere. Definitely. So w- what made you decide to be non-monogamous in the first place? So I had always had fantasies about group sex and sex parties and orgies mm. and threesomes and all those kind of things. Um, but obviously I was in a relationship with someone that I loved, so I couldn't just go off and do that alone. So I obviously had to pitch it to him. And fortunately, (laughs) funnily (laughs) enough, he was okay with the idea of having sex with other people. Um, And we had some fantasies that kind of aligned. Um, So that it started off very much as a sex thing. And then over time gradually developed to, I now identify as polyamorous and we have kind of more long-term and intimate relationships with other people too so it's graduated from that sex thing to kind of an all-round uh, thing what is polyamory for for people that don't know because i think there'll be quite a lot of people that don't really know what polyamory actually is so i would say that being polyamorous is knowing that you have the capability to have kind of emotional or sexual feelings for more than one person at a time um And within that, I guess there's loads of different structures. Like you can be a solo, single, polyamorous person and know that that's what you want to enter into. You could be in a thruple and have feelings for two people at the same time. Or you can operate, you can have like a primary partner and then other partners around that and like just infinite other ways. And for me personally, it's that last situation of having a primary partner who I live with and we've been together for a long time but we both see other people but it's more than just sex the way I've heard about it because polyamory is can be quite confusing for people who don't understand it but someone explained it to me like oh but how can you love multiple people and it was explained in that well you know if you have multiple children you wouldn't love them individually any less or if you have two parents or if you have a brother and sister or more siblings even then that doesn't stop your love for one of them it doesn't get separated out and sectioned out you just end up feeling love in a different way for them um and i saw this really cute message on instagram which was like polyamory is like you being in love with somebody who's also falling in love with other people who's also like while you're also falling in love with other people and i was like my heart (laughs) i want everyone to be in love it's super romantic the things that i've always thought about polyamory was just like how do you have that much sort of like mental capacity to share yourself with so many people like without without too many people eating up like too much of yourself you know what I mean because you know like being in a relationship you have to give away like part of yourself and your time for that person so how would you do that for multiple people I think that's probably something that most people do question about it I imagine there's a lot of admin (laughs) a google calendar (laughs) shared between multiple partners I think I think the time thing that really like hits on the head for me I don't I don't really have an issue with sharing myself with multiple people because I think we do that every day and we're so used to like giving little bits of ourselves Mm. away to new people all the time anyway but the time thing is an issue like especially if you Mm -hmm. meet lots of people that you want to spend more time with there really are only so many hours in the day so you kind of you really have to be selective about kind of who you're seeing and what you're doing and make sure that it's all kind of rewarding and you're not just 
burning yeah. yourself out not leaving anyone out yeah yeah madness <laughs> well we've got like a bunch of questions from our audience um our little instagram curious fuckers club asked a bunch of non-monogamy questions so we're gonna have to ask you because some of them are so cute everyone is so curious about non-monogamy every single time that we ever talk about it there are just so many questions on like how to make it works a lot of people are really intrigued about it it seems and what me and reed were saying earlier actually is that it seems that it, we've gotten to a point where in society people are actually opening up to the ideas of not like non-traditional relationships and it's really exciting it is but i, I want to put a disclaimer out there because the way that we're talking about non-monogamy sounds very like like well it sounds like the next level and we've talked about this before where monogamy it's not like non-monogamy is better than monogamy and we have to state that because a lot of people might be feeling in you know if they have always wanted to be monogamous or they're in a monogamous relationship like this is why I'm unhappy is because I want this and that's not necessarily the case we're yeah. we're talking about it from a point of view that we've experienced that and it has sometimes worked and it hasn't sometimes worked so please don't think that non-monogamy is is like the better version of monogamy it's not they are two very separate different things yeah. and monogamy can be so beautiful and wonderful when you're in love with somebody it's just you two and all you have is googly eyes for each other and you want to spend the rest of your life together that is fantastic it's a different form of love so please just gotta be aware what are you laughing at googly eyes googly eyes for each other i love that it's so cute just imagining like two people looking into each other's eyes of like the biggest like cartoon eyes like like the the stick on eyes the ones that like shake (laughs) and they're like hi like really over the top i love you yeah i think it also just really depends on who you are and what you want in your life as well like and also as we were saying earlier is that non-monogamy has so many different levels like Mm -hmm. you could be like the most non-monogamous person ever and then you could have like you know you just have maybe like threesomes or you go to sex parties or Or even just flirting with other people you could be super monogamous but you and your partner have a rule where if you're at a bar and you want to drink it's okay to flirt with another person to see if you they want to buy it for you that that could be a version Mm -hmm. of your non-monogamy or talking to people on the internet or liking people's instagram pictures like people have different kind of boundaries about all sorts of interaction don't they being on dating apps like flirting with people because some people Mm. just like being on dating apps anyway just because it's kind of like a fun game validation yeah you make the rules with non-monogamy i mean you make the rules with monogamy anyway you could still you could still be monogamous but be like yeah like we're monogamous but it's okay if you go and flirt because i don't see that as as anything else it just it's yeah you make the rules yeah nobody else fuck society (laughs) Society i think that's a really important disclaimer as well because i think people can when you talk about non-monogamy people do automatically think sometimes you're trying to convert them into your cult and it's absolutely not like that at all like the 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 reason we speak about it is just because we we want people to know there are other options out there if monogamy doesn't work for you and if it does work for you that's incredible and that's beautiful and i think you know that's what a lot of people want isn't it a fairy tale and to be with one person forever and if you find that that's amazing Mm -hmm. i mean like if you think about it like two-person relationships are fucking complicated and difficult imagine if there are more people involved it doesn't get easier (laughs) oh it it can do it can if you if you have great communication to about everything but it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean more people's feelings to consider and needs to meet Mm, absolutely yeah it's weird because you you kind of think i don't know if this will come up with one of the curious fuckers questions but like when you're with someone in a non-monogamous way the way that you have to communicate with each other brings like a 
deeper connection with you both because you mm-hmm. you talk about like jealousy and you talk about like those feelings that are really uncomfortable to bring up to the person that you love and yeah the fact that you have these conversations then creates like a I don't know it creates like more of a fondness for that person that that, that they could be so mm-hmm. vulnerable yeah. with you I guess Yeah, I mean, that is literally one of the questions, how to handle jealousy. And jealousy can be seen as quite a negative term. Like, I don't know whether we need to change it into envy um, because uh, I've been wondering about this because I've always said, um, oh, non-monogamy is almost a bit like a sexuality or a gender. It's hard-coded in you. Um, It's something that you've always wanted or like that's just like part of your being. But, of course, there aren't enough, like there's not enough science or medical tests out there to prove that fact and is it is it to do with nature or is it to do with nurture is it to do with the partner that you're with Mm -hmm. and how comfortable you feel is it your self-esteem and how how confident and trustworthy you feel or you know like oh well if they're flirting with somebody there's there's so many variables that comes with non-monogamy I mean do do you guys ever get jealous Poppy so my partner is immune to jealousy I think that's part of the reason that he enjoys non-monogamy is sometimes it forces him to feel a bit jealous and he's like wow that's that's a rush mm-hmm. um so I think but he, yeah but that's yeah. a feeling, that's a feeling. <laughs> and that's what we're all after a lot of the time isn't it just to feel more things um me personally I felt more jealousy when we were monogamous briefly for that kind of year before we opened up because there were so many more unknowns you know if mm-hmm. he was uh, on Instagram liking someone's pictures or if he got a message through from a girl I'd be wondering like who is that what is their relationship does he like her ah and then once you kind of start talking about all those things yeah. you know who all these people who are messaging him are you know how he feels about them and it takes away all of those kind of unknowns and allows you to just kind of feel like comfortable in the relationship that Mm. you have so I think like jealousy does still kind of rear its head sometimes yeah but it's the things that Reed was touching on like the uh how secure are you within yourself in that moment and how well is your partner treating you and communicating and if you Mm -hmm. can understand where the jealousy comes from it's much easier to work through it rather than let it fester Jealousy doesn't have to be a bad thing. Jealousy could be a, like, like as you said, oh, that's a feeling. I have never felt that way about a situation like this with you. And and I, because I care so much, mm. this could be a really good thing. But it depends on how you deal with that jealousy. If it comes out in a really negative way, if it makes you feel shit about yourself or unstable in your relationship, that's when you guys yeah. need to have mm-hmm. a talk and have an open discussion and find out and figure out where that comes from. Yeah, I actually find jealousy a bit of a compliment. When when I was with my ex, he never like, he never just got, he just never got jealous. And I would ask him, he was just like, yeah, I just don't really feel jealousy. And I was just like, fuck you. Like, I'm sitting here like <laughs> jealous of every single woman that you talk to. And like, I was in the monogamous relationship. I was scary, like in the whole like jealousy front of things, like so overprotective. And like, whenever he talked about an ex, I'd be like, <laughs> No, but that, but it, do you, I don't know if that was you. I feel like that was maybe the relationship that yeah. almost like built you to be like. Oh that. yeah, one hundred percent. And like the relationship that I'm in now, when either of us feel any jealousy, like when he feels jealousy towards 
me like at my at my birthday party actually I was talking to one of my friends who was a guy and like afterwards he was like oh yeah like when you were talking to your mate for a while like I was actually sitting over here getting a bit like jealous and I was like oh my god that's actually so cute that you feel thank jealous you for telling me you yeah know? it's like it doesn't have to be this whole like why the fuck are you talking to them it could be like I actually felt jealous like mm. wow like that's, that's a really okay. cool thing to feel yeah. yeah and I think as long as you're communicating about it and I've definitely felt like jealous in certain situations as well with him and it feels you know it makes me feel more alive in the relationship and it makes Mm -hmm. me it confirms that um I have deep feelings for this person but it's not the jealousy that I was feeling before when I was monogamous I mean I can't really say like I'm fully non-monogamous now because we're basically in a monogamous relationship as it stands we haven't really properly explored anything but there's just I think just the way the relationship is me jealousy means different things which is really interesting Mm. I think there's a difference between jealousy that makes you uncomfortable and jealousy that is painful and actually hurts and the latter usually comes from like a problem with the way that they're treating you or a problem within the relationship whereas the former within yourself or within yourself, yeah. But yeah. The, the kind of the, the mild discomfort can almost be a turn on or a compliment, or as long as yeah. you kind of talk about it and work through it. In your relationship, Poppy, like what, what, how do you deal with the moments that you do feel jealousy? I just kind of blurt it out. If I'm jealous, I don't kind of sit with it for a long time. I'm just like, oh, that made me feel a bit jealous or, oh, that made me feel something bad. (laughs) And just kind of say it straight away and get it on the table so we can discuss it. And I can figure out kind of like he can ease my mind and say, okay, well, you don't need to worry about that because of this. Or we can discuss like the behavior that made me jealous and change it or decide whether I'm being irrational and then just kind of move on with it. I think jealousy is really toxic when you don't talk about it because that's when it festers and Mm -hmm. then it grows. But as soon as as you talk about it, it's out there in the open and you're dealing with it basically. Mm -hmm. And you just get over it so much quicker. You're like, oh, you know what? I'm fine. Yeah, I feel with with these yeah. with non-monogamy, actually with any relationship, not just non-monogamy, you really need to know the right tools to be able to communicate. And we haven't been taught those tools unless you go and do something like therapy, which actually teaches you how to communicate. I I I am terrified when my friends are like, yeah, you know, we're going to try non-monogamy, but we're not going to actually like tell each other who we fuck. I'm like, oh, that's I feel like that's just a recipe for disaster. And you yeah. know what? You can do that, and it might work for you. But every time I've seen it happen. It has not worked and it has ended Mm -hmm. in tears and heartbreak yeah that whole don't ask don't tell thing no that's fucked no it's just (laughs) if you can't have it all out on the table and you can't tell your partner everything then something's wrong either Mm -hmm. within yourself within your partner or within your relationship yeah yeah and i do think you you do often find that partners are comfortable explaining different levels of detail like i will happily tell my partner everything Mm. about the people I date and what we do and you know what toys we used and what position we were in and where we went on a date and everything but he's a bit more private and he'll tell me you know we always tell each other we're going on a date or we're seeing so and so Mm -hmm. but like beyond that he's not an oversharer and I am and that's okay yeah yeah that works for you does that make you communicate yeah does that make you feel (laughs) okay or do you would you love to know what was happening Sometimes it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Like sometimes mm. we're like, yeah, tell me more. Sometimes it's kind of hot, but then <laughs> please, sometimes, please you know, 
please tell me more um but sometimes it's a private thing between Mm. him and whoever he's seeing and i feel the same sometimes as well like sometimes i have relationships where i'm like especially when it's fresh and new and you're really excited about that person you might want to keep it kind of private because it's kind of special to you in that kind of moment and then maybe when a little bit of time elapses you then feel ready to describe more of the details about what you were doing but i think for us you know as long as we're always saying I'm going out and you can expect me home or you can't expect me home. And as long as we kind of know that, that's fine. Yeah. How how do you work with, um, so like if you go on a date or if you see one of your other partners, do you have like a level that you communicate with your primary partner? Like, ha- and then do you have like specific time that you have to spend with them afterwards? Um, I think as a courtesy, whilst on the date, if it's a, a new date with someone new, yeah. kind of check, we check in and we say it's going well or it's not going well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that kind of thing. No one wants to be sat, sat at home wondering whether their partner's going to come home or not. Like, that's not a good feeling for anyone. No. So we always check in at that point where we've made a decision about staying out and be like, OK, I'll see you in the morning. Love you. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yeah, we do typically spend some time together the next day to kind of like reset and you know just make sure everyone's feeling okay and there's no kind of discomfort there but there's no kind of hard and fast rules it's almost like aftercare really yeah it Mm. really is but like for more for the longer term Mm. i mean you can make up your own rules and when we say that we don't mean like set these rules out at the very beginning because you're not going to know what they are you have to like it's a lot of trial and error and testing stuff out Mm -hmm. and seeing how you feel and talking about them but my my last partner and i one of our rules was not to tell my partner didn't want to know before i was going to go and fuck someone because like generally speaking i'm a planner i I plan a fuck and that's what i want to go and do and i come back and he was like i don't really feel comfortable with that because I'm sitting there overthinking it but you can mm-hmm. like tell me afterwards so we had that rule set in place that worked really well for us um but it, it yeah we didn't know that until we had to actually try it <laughs> and and realize it didn't work out and then try it again in a different way and yeah uh, again it's all this trial and lever yeah you have to go for a few kind of uncomfortable moments um I was just going to say on the rules thing when we first started being non-monogamous he went on a date on a Sunday and I was really hungover and feeling very needy and it really upset oh, me no. and for, for like months after that we had a rule of no dates on a Sunday and then eventually <laughs> you realize that that's really yeah. like really rigid and it's silly we can date on Sunday really but it took us a while to kind of realise that (laughs) oh my god hello there this is my friend Joe hi now Joe plays rugby for England yeah what's your point come on well Joe presents a podcast and it's my firm belief that you should listen to it very interesting and here's why because it's not actually a rugby podcast because well let's face it there's billions of them already no 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 It's about you, the listener, and the jobs you do. If you're a teacher, an astronaut, a tree surgeon, or a chef, then we've got loads of questions for you. The Joe Marler Show, because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. That's a great line. That is a very good line from you, Tom. Thank you, Joe. You want to find it? Search for The Joe Marler Show in your podcast app. Because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. So we have an amazing question from our curious fuckers that actually emailed us in on our email address, which is FKS. Yeah, it's just FKS given at 
comecurious.co.uk. Got there in the end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) COVID brain. (laughs) Okay, so the question is, um, I have a question about open relationships. I'm a pan man in a relationship with a bi woman. We are in... (laughs) <laughs> it's weird it, it says I'm a pan man in brackets superhero oh because it sounds like pan man oh. it's, like, it's, like, it, it's quite pan man like, I don't know like <laughs> we've got a comedian <laughs> we've got a comedian on this pan man <laughs> fighting crime with okay, so pants <laughs> we are in an open relationship and it works great for us only thing is that I would like to and I'm and am meeting more people than she is. How do you deal with one partner meeting more people regularly and making sure the other one doesn't feel left behind? I guess it's easier and safer for guys to meet people without worrying, whereas she likes to chat first, suss them out and make sure they're not a creep. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm. I mean, it it doesn't really sound like it's an issue that he's dating more people. Like. No. It doesn't say anywhere there that the, the other partner's upset by it. So if that's working for them, then great. Yeah. Carry, carry on. You don't have to make it equal. I guess he probably feels bad. Like he's he's obviously got something in his head. Where he's like, oh no, I feel like, I feel bad. He feels, he, he sounds like he's feeling a bit of guilt, which I think is a very common feeling as well when it comes to non-monogamy. Yeah, especially when you build yourself up to have like an equal relationship and you want like pure equality you know you both do do the the chores you both put the same amount of work into it and then if maybe your sex life is off kilter a little bit it can feel like you're doing something wrong when maybe you're not maybe that is just how it works perfectly for you like we forget that we don't always have the same libidos and you have to kind of work around that and your libido can change as well like it it might originally be different but then you might go through different parts of your life or like there might be hormones involved that change your libido so as long as both of your needs are being met then you're not doing anything bad it's not like you could you can't really ask your partner to go fuck more just so you Mm -hmm. feel less guilt also you just need to communicate like exactly this question that you've written into us have this conversation with your partner and be like i actually feel a bit bad or like i'm worried about you being left behind if i'm sleeping with more people like how how do you feel about this are you comfortable with it and if she comes back and she's like actually i do feel a little bit uncomfortable about it i feel like i would like us to be seeing like the equal amount of people then you can have the conversation conversation from there and see how you can kind of make it work for your relationship because i think i think also it's kind of fair for one of your partners like to have reservations if you are sleeping with loads of loads more people than you are it could be a bit like Oh, do yeah, you really f- have to like sleep with that many like, people? I wanna, maybe you know we don't know. Maybe she's trying. Yeah. Um, although generally speaking, yeah. it's much easier for the woman to get more, like to get laid more than it is for the man. And I'm not saying that your monogamous, not saying that your non-monogamous relationship has to be like that. Um, and have those gender roles Mm. but like generally speaking dating is just easier for women because I feel like we have a lot more control in this situation Um, but Mm. all you can do really is just be completely honest and and just have those discussions over and over again Um, or if you don't feel comfortable with it and she's not giving you the answer that you're wanting then maybe just stop seeing so many people and see how that feels yeah and it 
you know, non-monogamy and being in an open relationship, it's not a competition and the person who's having the most sex or seeing the most people doesn't win. So, you know, the way that you're viewing it, perhaps seeing less people is just the right pace for her. Maybe she even, she might even enjoy the days where she gets to be at home and have a night in alone when you're off on a separate date. Yeah. Um, so you might find if you have that conversation, it might actually be a positive thing that you're doing yeah, that. Mm, you could just be looking for loads of sex, like fucks, and maybe she's looking for more meaningful relationships. Like, it's not to say that it is unequal. It might just be, it might just look very different. Poppy, do you have any memorable fucks that you can think of while you've been in a non-monogamous relationship? I think one of the most memorable fucks for me was the first non-monogamous fuck that we had together. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the first experience that we had of that was going to a sex party Mm. and we actually ended up going home with another couple. Uh, Um, Oh my God, yes. Yeah, we're like winning the sex party, yes. <laughs> um, and we went back to their house and we were kind of like, we we're kind of nervous, but we were also quite drunk at this point. Um, so we were very excited as well. And um, we went back and we just had this like really fun exploratory night where it was the first kind of time that Ivor Rivers had seen the other one kiss someone else. And that was like so many different emotions, but it was actually kind of a turn on which I was quite surprised yeah. by I had expected to just feel jealousy but actually I was like well that's pretty hot um, <laughs> and even more than the experience itself it was the next morning at like 9am both of us in last night's sex party clothes with like an overcoat on getting the tube home yes. and just feeling really like in love and like wow we really just yeah. did that oh, we did that so and it was okay <laughs> that's what that's how i found sex with other people in a non-monogamous relationship you it almost brings you and your partner closer together um because it's either that you're like oh wow like I, it really makes you appreciate and you're grateful for what you have with that person um especially if it's something that you can bond over uh, it's just it's such an incredible feeling or if your partner goes and does it then you you feel like you feel so happy for your best friend getting laid you know you're just like yes fucking get in there like i'm so proud of you that's that that's the healthy side of it that's what it should feel like if it's if it's good and if it works Mm, definitely and do you know what there are times sometimes when I just feel completely neutral about it and it's neither here nor there like he'll tell me about a date and I'm like cool that happened and then there are other times when he's really excited by it and his enthusiasm kind of makes me enthusiastic and we're both there like yeah that's great Mm -hmm. and I don't know about you guys but I actually find when you know I have great sex with another person I come back to him even more horny because I'm like well I just had something good I want more of it with you (laughs) (laughs) exactly taking bits what was it like um exploring like the first time you explored it with a foursome rather because I feel like most people's introduction to non-monogamy is through threesomes Mm -hmm. because they are the classic 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 textbook um yeah a foursome it was interesting and to be honest it was a little bit one-sided because we both really fancied the girl (laughs) and the the guy (laughs) the guy was kind of a bit of a spare part but he was like he was nice it was great We, we all got involved it was fun but um so yeah it was it was interesting kind of like 
sharing a person and then yeah the other guy oh i feel bad now he was kind of just watching for a lot of it now i'm thinking back <laughs> oh but maybe that's what you um, wanted yeah, maybe, it maybe you wanted the voyeurism maybe yeah maybe exactly i just i just found it really hot watching my partner with someone else and also like do you know what the guy wasn't just sitting on the sidelines like i do remember my partner like kissing him as well and that kind of unlocked this thing in me that i didn't know that i had about enjoying watching guys with guys, guys and that's oh, like oh, oh so dudes. <laughs> kissing dudes oh. 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 Like, like dicks and mouths yeah. oh. <laughs> my, that was my first so love good. my first interest throughout my teenage years just dudes on dudes oh dudes on dudes it's so hot and that's like oh, that's one of forever. my main things now yeah mm-hmm. so it, it was great having that unlocked yeah <laughs> oh god stop that's so exciting <laughs> i think the scarier thing like the the foursome and the sex parties and all of that was fine. I think the scarier thing was the first time going to have sex with someone else or going on a date yeah. with someone else without my partner there. Yeah. Because you you have to work for all of these feelings of, am I cheating on them? Is this okay? Like all of these ingrained social kind of ideas. Yeah. And I was really hesitant at first. And it wasn't until I was actually on the date and having a nice time and then snogging the person that I was like, oh no this is fine okay this is good yeah. like I'm excited and I'm still excited to go home to my boyfriend even though I fancy this person and we're having a nice time and yeah that was that was kind of a bigger deal to me than the kind of group sex side yeah. of it but it is different it's not like all of a sudden while you're kissing or fucking this other person you're like oh, I just you know like I feel I've never felt this way about somebody <laughs> you know like it's it's like uh, oh this is really nice and I'm feeling great in the moment and then you're like oh but I get to go home to my partner and that's the lovely mm-hmm. part yeah that is the lovely part and I think people always think especially when they think about their partner seeing someone else mm. if they're not in the non-monogamous world that their partner will see someone else and automatically think like well I've found a new one now yeah. I don't need my girlfriend yeah, boyfriend yeah. whoever it's always that's like the fear. that's not how it works they're gonna fall no. in that's love with someone works. else and then not want to come back to you <laughs> or I guess it's the insecurities around mm-hmm. yourself when it comes to that and if you are feeling like insecure with yourself then you might feel like Oh, obviously they're gonna go like if they're gonna be with someone else they're gonna they're definitely gonna prefer that person because I'm not good enough and if you have that yeah. narrative that you're not good mm-hmm. enough then those feelings are gonna constantly come up in a yeah I mean that's when it's probably not a very healthy t- but like time and place to have a not non-monogamous relationship definitely that's, not that's hurtful no. you're just hurting yourself in that yeah. circumstance and it's time to get yeah. yourself a therapist because holy fuck, <laughs> I feel like everyone who wants a successful relationship, monogamous or non-monogamous, True. should be seeing a therapist because True. holy fucking shit, it sorts, sorts everything out. Oh my God, out. it actually does. It's basically it just really like does. having your own little like relationship guru all the time. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. I, th- I think what most people opt for is just using people on dating apps as therapists instead. Oh my which God. Is not the healthy I way. I literally uh-huh. had that experience recently. I had a date, sorry to go off topic no actually this is still off top on topic but like off the main topic went on a date with a dude and it turned into a therapy session and it's okay I've got permission that I can say this story um and 
it was it was one of those situations like I need to get out of here because you are triggering me because I remember what I felt like back you know years ago and you're in that place where you don't want to get help and you're just hoping it to change and luckily through the date and through talking to him afterwards he's now changed his meds and he's now thinking about getting a therapist which is just incredible and he's just so grateful he's like thank you for changing that so like yeah it, I mean it happens you can suddenly become someone's therapist on a date and those are massive yeah. red warning flags that you need to decide <laughs> whether or not you're willing to take on a lot of people are oh my god like save your complex like it's oh. okay I will save you and that is a yeah, dangerous but- thing you need to be like no you need to go and get some help and we can come back to this when stuff is different yeah it's easy to just feel flattered that someone's sharing with you mm. and you're like wow we're getting so yeah, intimate and so deep yeah. and then you realize oh wait no this is all one-sided mm-hmm. and i'm just giving you free advice that's exactly <laughs> you should it. be paying yeah. me Fuck. i've been there as well we've all been there we're in a bad place and we meet someone and we just explode out all of this really yeah. fucking dark shit because we're desperate to talk to somebody go and get a fucking therapist please <laughs> <sighs> So we've got a last question from one of our curious fuckers. And the question is, how can I get my partner into the idea of it, that being non-monogamy? I do, I do not like the way that they've worded it. Right. Get. Yeah. You, can can't, like, you can't get How can to do I anything. trick them to do this? Like lure them into my cult? Like. I feel like this is a question that comes up quite regularly when, when we ask people to ask questions about non-monogamy. And maybe yeah. not worded in that, that way. That, no, I don't. That is worded in a very, yeah i don't think they meant it that way it must just be no, like i I'm want sure to introduce non-monogamy to my partner how how can i do that yeah but also mm-hmm. it's like if it's my tricky. if my partner doesn't want non-monogamy like what do i do yeah kind of situation. yeah both both oh, yeah. situs it's such a sensitive topic isn't it because mm-hmm. it's so connected to our kind of like our ego and yeah. we we might think it's a personal attack on us when our partner wants to see other people but generally speaking you know it's not a reflection of the partner it's a reflection of the self and their own capacity for love and intimacy and sex Mm -hmm. and I think it's one of those conversations where you're just gonna have to lay it on the table and say that you have been thinking about this and you can see it for yourself in your future. How does the partner feel like this? You know, can you send them a resource? Can you send them this podcast? Can you send them something that helps them understand where you're coming from and what you want? Or, Or can you, you know, if it's mainly sexual, can you relate it to a sexual fantasy and explain it in that way? And maybe they share the same fantasy and they've never wanted to talk about it. So it's going to be really individual how you approach yeah. this. I also think that someone's first reaction might be quite bad if they haven't really ever thought about it for their for themselves or their relationships or what they've seen for their lives. Because, you know, a lot of people have a very, like, idealistic vision for their future and for their relationship. Mm-hmm. And quite often, non-monogamy does not play a part in that because you want, you, you want that one person to be in love with you and only you and mm. you want all the attention always but especially now <laughs> it's all like out uh, out in the mainstream and you've got like Louis Theroux's documentary on polyamory which was horrible to oh, watch and yeah. painted it in such a oh. bad light it really fucked it up and it's it's like what you see you know when you think oh yeah, swingers and sex clubs and you just think of like yeah. the worst possible thing and it's just not <laughs> like that at all so if you say oh let's try non-monogamy or polyamory someone might instantly go oh my god no because they've seen something shitty about mm-hmm. it 
Yeah, that's yeah. So, so you need to come armed with explanations of what it actually is. Like, do your homework and have an idea of the kind of non-monogamous or polyamorous yeah. relationship that you yeah, want, why? so that when they ask you questions, you can answer yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Because they're going to be they're going to ask you like, why do you want that? And you need to have you need to know why why you do want it in your life. And I think mm-hmm. listening to podcasts like this probably will give people quite a good idea as to why they might want it or their partner might want to do it. Yeah, maybe send them this podcast to listen to and be like, oh, you know, I never thought about non-monogamy until I saw this thing or heard this thing. And um, like, what do you think about this? It doesn't, um, I think a lot of people immediately assume that non-monogamy is just suddenly, you, you've been in a long in a long relationship and you just start fucking other people and it, it, sh- mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. Mm. Most of the time it's very small baby steps for everyone. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be suddenly you fuck someone or go on a date. It could literally start off as, how do you feel about me sexting somebody? Yeah. How do you feel about me getting a dating profile? How do you feel about me like watching porn? Even that kind of a conversation can open up how your partner might feel about you thinking about other people in a sexual mm. or romantic way. Um, and just sort of like, you, you're both figuring it out together. Also really. exploring things through like sex parties and threesomes can be a really, I guess an easy way of uh, walking, stepping into non-monogamy. Yeah, to make it physical rather than just fantasy and talking about it. Yeah. Because it is nerve wracking. It's oh, terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Terrifying for and everyone. It- and a sex party is a good one because you don't have to participate. Mm-hmm. You can just go and watch and immerse yourself in an environment and then come away from it and see whether you wanted to take it any further. Yeah, exactly. And just take those little baby steps. You don't have to have this perfect non-monogamous relationship straight away. You can take it at your own pace and you can set your own rules. And I think it's important for you to describe the benefits to your partner as well. Like, don't come at it just from a purely like, I want to do this because I want to have sex with other people. Like, make sure that they know it's about both of you and it's not just kind of like a a selfish request on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Um, There are other apps you can use, like Field was originally the threesome app. So if you're not comfortable going to a, a sex party, you can get yourself on there. You can either be a profile as, you know, as one person or you can have two separate profiles and link them. Yeah. Field, find a third party or you can be a unicorn and go and find uh, another couple to to have fun with or make it all a foursome mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. there are yeah. there are plenty of ways but all you can really do is just have conversations about it over a long period of time yeah. it's not like oh if i talk about it once and they say no mm. that's it, it's over and done with because, you know come mm-hmm. back to it, it and ask them why find out why they feel the way that they do about yeah. it it puts an idea in their head as well just mentioning it that they can like take what you said and take it away and really process that Mm -hmm. and you know what they might do their research they might read up more about it watch some tv that has like open relationships not the louis theroux documentary sorry mate no anything but that yeah i was thinking about you know that um there was like you me and her on netflix which was really oh yeah that was a polyamorous relationship um which could be i think that's a really nice one to watch to sort of see Mm -hmm. how it works yeah, even in the fucking yeah. crown, there was a poly relationship, which I was like, there, wow. waving my little flag, like, oh my God, yay. <laughs> oh my God, I was yay. like, BBC, the crown. Uh, it was scandalous, really, at yeah. the time. But wow. I think the, there's also, we also always get asked kind of, 
what if you know what do I do if I really want non-monogamy and my partner does not want non-monogamy mm-hmm. and is that me does that mean that our relationship isn't going to work and I think that's always obviously like always a question for that person themselves because I think yeah if you're always going to want non-monogamy and your partner's not ever going to want it that's there's always going to be such a divide in your relationship where you're mm-hmm. not getting like you're not fulfilled by the relationship because of the rules that are in place yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to leave a relationship because of that. Yeah. Um, I think we have this idea that we have to like persevere with a relationship because it's what we have to do, no. but you don't. And if that is if that is your like hard limit, yeah. you want to be non-monogamous and your partner doesn't, you might decide that that is more important to you and that's okay. It's okay to be selfish in those kind of situations. 100%. Or you could decide to do a solo polyamorous thing where on your side, you're poly and your partner stays monogamous. But again, they have to be on board with that mm-hmm. and it has to all be kind of honest and ethical and above board. Yeah. And above board. <laughs> above board. Ship shape. One last question from our curious fuckers as well is what do you do about telling your family and friends about being non-monogamous? You can do what we've all done and speak about it on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, please, family, just listen to this. Um, I would like to refer you to Exhibit A. Episode. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just invite all your partners around for Christmas dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you above all else know your family better than anyone. Mm. You know you know how yeah. they might react or you can ju- kind of judge it, especially when you've talked about or brought up other things that could be similar like sexuality or relationships or sex even. Um, if you have a family that you know will accept it and they seem pretty cool and laid back, then you can just slip it into conversation. It doesn't have to be this idea of like, mum, dad, brother, sisters, everyone, please. Like I am non-monogamous oh and it's like like some fucking gender reveal party bullshit it doesn't have to be like that but it can be if you so choose it can just be like yeah so me and my partner and my partner and my partner you know it could just Mm -hmm. be chill and if they ask you about it um then then feel free to indulge because they're asking and that's really sweet i always feel like instead of just like the the scoop over like oh cool but then you know what that might also be cool too yeah i don't know i i just think if if you don't think your family's gonna fully understand or if you want to keep it private as well that is totally okay too you Mm -hmm. don't have to tell your family that you're non-monogamous it might be none of their fucking business what you do in your spare time especially if you have a primary partner anyway that they know you might not want to you might not want your parents to know that you're a fucking other people random i mean that your parents don't really want to know about your sex life anyway so you know they might want to know about your partners and the people you care about so maybe if it is just a fuck it's not really necessary but if it is somebody else that you care about and maybe you want to bring them around to the next like barbecue then yeah it is worth telling them yeah yeah and i think if you think it's fundamental to your identity now you know you've decided that Mm -hmm. you identify as polyamorous maybe that's when you decide to come out to your parents and you would say hey look I'm polyamorous and then just let them ask any questions maybe they'll just feel so awkward they don't want to ask any questions <laughs> like, okay, okay do you want a cool. cup of tea <laughs> nice. that's, that's my mum bless her yeah cool <laughs> well on that note we have to round up unfortunately but probably yeah. it's been so amazing been thank so you so much amazing. for coming on yeah thank you oh thank you so much for having me it's been great also we didn't really talk about what you do for a living either so and who you are yeah like <laughs> just 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 do some name dropping please now 
Sure. Um, I am a purveyor of pleasure objects. So basically, I own an online sex toy boutique called yeah. South and More. Beautiful. Please check us out. It's amazing. Yes. It really is. Beautiful toys. Uh, everything's body safe. We don't use gender labels on our website. And it's just a curated selection of lovely products and pleasure education articles. So follow us on Instagram and check out our website. Yeah. And where might those be? What's your Instagram and your website? <laughs> How funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> South and More is southandmore.co.uk or .com if you're international. Um, at South and More on socials. And I am at Poppy Scarlet underscore on Instagram. Wonderful. Ooh, yeah. And if you've ever seen us in our wanker t-shirts, they're courtesy. Oh yeah, courtesy favorite teeth. Poppy. <laughs> the yes. best one. Oh my God. My mate actually sent me a picture, a screenshot of someone they they saw on Hinge, I think <gasps> it was. Screenshotted it and sent it over. It was like, there's a wanker tea. Yeah. It's so cute, right? That yeah. is so interesting because someone told me that story from the other side of it, but they couldn't remember who it was oh, that they sent it. Like, I'm sure, yeah. I'm Maybe sure they're just someone was floating like, around. What? Maybe. Maybe this has happened more than once. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I've seen a few wanker teas on field, actually. Oh, so. Nice. They're out there. Wow. I love. <laughs> yeah, they are awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much, Curious Fuckers, for listening to this episode. Oh, we hope yes. it's been informative or at least sort of painted a better better picture yeah. for you about what non-monogamy actually yeah. is and if you have any other questions about non-monogamy we can always drop it in again to another episode at the end where we answer what you give a fuck about so please email it in at fksgiven at comecurious.co.uk also if you want to follow us on other th- platforms fuck me what am i doing um we have an instagram of course at come curious we also have our personal accounts read amber x and florence bark as well as if you're not watching this on youtube you can watch the whole episode with all of our beautiful faces on fucking youtube oh, and also yeah. if you don't want to watch our faces then go to spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever <laughs> and then you can listen to it on your commute because youtube is shit for that yeah and of course if you're not subscribed already please subscribe to this podcast leave us a ra- rating and a review that would be so fucking awesome if you did that so yeah head over to Apple Podcasts leave a review five stars and <laughs> five stars quick five stars and yeah we will um, yeah we will see you or hear you no we won't we'll, you'll see us or hear us next Thursday see you next Thursday curious fuckers <laughs> love you all bye, bye. crowd network a place where you belong <laughs>